Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. We're at the nexus of the Blaine and Mickey universe, as I like to say. It is halfway through the hump day show. And every time I say that, I go home and somebody reminds me. It's like, you realize by the time you say that, you're more than halfway through the show. So we're further than halfway through the show. How about that? We're more than halfway it through the show. It always goes too fast. It's never enough time. Two hours. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. you blink and you miss it. Melissa said this to us on uh, Zone TV, by the way. Join us there. She said, my son has a name for your show. Uh-oh. A dose, D-O-S, hat, uh, slash dose, like D-O-S-E, I'm following here, of 104.5 The Zone. Dose, as in two of you, two hours, and it's a dose of sports information. Ooh. Her son is like bilingual and way smarter. I had to read that three times to realize what she was saying. <laughs> well, but it's well, dose, well, dose. Well, better you than me. Dose, <laughs> yes. So thank you, Melissa. We appreciate you and your son for listening. Thank you. Oh, keep that in mind. It's a dose of sports for dose hours. Oh, I don't think it was we should dose. be sponsored by Dose Equis. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about I to mean, say. I mean, my mind's like, how do, we, yeah, how do we do this? That's, that would be the other dose. Um, Titans and Bucks, day one of joint practice. Vrabel had said on Monday at the stadium over here after practice, he said, we're taking everybody who can practice. Oh, right, We're right. taking everybody. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes. I uh, saw this list come out early. I think this is Jim Wyatt. No Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. No, no, they they were there. They were there, but they didn't practice. practice. Okay, Nate Davis, no. uh, Ben Jones. We haven't seen saw a little bit of Nate Davis. Haven't seen Ben Jones in a minute. Darrington Evans. How worried are you at this point about Darrington Evans? Because think about what happened last year, and then what happened this year before he played a game. Well, there was no OTAs last year, so it's kind of you know, excusable more so. But I mean, man, for nobody to hit him and watch him run, I'm a, you know, it must be another muscle deal. I mean, it didn't look like he tweaked a knee or anything like that. So I'm more concerned about that it's, a again, a muscle injury. If I'm I'm guessing, but I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I mean, but, you know, you can find another running back. It's just that now you can't implement him into the offense right. on a regular basis, and that that's a little concerning. And also it's a little concerning. I know Julio doesn't have to practice a lot, but he is on a new team. Try to get that chemistry with the quarterback is always important. Uh, so at some point, I know we've got a ways to go here, but that that two weeks, bef- you know, the third preseason game and then the week in between the first regular season game, then you got to start getting some work. I don't think they're real concerned, but still have to work with your new quarterback. Yeah. Want to be on the same page. So, but he's a vet. He's 10 years. So I, just sometime when you're on a new team, I think it's it's understated that you need to be out there. Let me ask you this. How many games did you miss in your first nine seasons if you added them all up? How many games I missed? Yeah. I have no idea, but not very many. Right. I mean, you'd have to think to even yeah, think I, of. I can't even. You would have might to have think. been a game here or there through that. So I, I bet it's less than five until that ninth year. How here. many How many guys were there that came and went at some point because you played 10 years total? How many guys were there like you looked at that guy and you thought, that guy could play in this league. He could play a long time, but he can't stay healthy. That, oh, no, that happened all the time. Is that not crazy? Yeah, that, that happens. I mean, it's because there's too many players to choose from. Yeah. That's what I said. Darrington Evans is at some point here in the next year or so, if he doesn't stay healthy, they're going to be like, well, what can we do? And then, you know, what's so, what's so funny that if they release him, you know, the next year or so, he get picked up and then stays healthy and then makes it and does a good job. Now, just think about this now. Marcus Johnson just said that the other day. 
He says, I've gotten to stay healthy. Yep. And I was assuming the way he was talking like it was all muscular type. You know, he strained a hammy or a calf or something. Kind of always slowed him down to reach his full potential. And then all of a sudden, knock on wood for him, he's staying healthy and he's getting to showcase what he can really do, um, you know, on the Titans. So, yeah, you can lose out on an opportunity pretty easy, especially a running back. And yeah. luckily for him, they drafted him. Hey, that's going to give him a little more grace. Uh, but, man, I don't know how long you're going to wait, especially if, like, if something happens to Henry, they'll really be pissed at that point because they, they, he was supposed to be the guy because he can run in between the tackles as a power guy, one foot, you know, get it up the field, and he's got the speed and agility and the hands to be a pass catcher because mm-hmm. he has he was a receiver at some point in, in college. Was. Yes. So, I mean, man, he's, he's really valuable, and they're not even getting a chance to use him really at all. And you think about a guy like Jeremy McNichols, who's always last on the death chart. He's always he's forgotten. That dude never doesn't practice, though. Yeah. It's like Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers. So Julio and AJ, it's like we're going to kind of keep them bubble wrapped. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's what have those two done? Taking every available rep, miss no days, yeah. miss no reps. And you think about that. The practice regimen for a superstar is don't practice for weeks. But for those cats, hey, man. You can't skip one day. Yeah. Your, your whole life in, in the NFL depends on it. They're taking advantage of it. Well, they have a, you know they have a, a lot invested in the organization in the star players, you know, and the starters, and then the guys who are fighting for the you know everybody's fighting for that backup role. They can't they can't do that. No days. They're off. always going to fight, and sometimes that's kind of how they're built and they're used to it, and their bodies are because they can't say ah, I need this day off. My calf is a little tight. Nah, nope. Tape it up. Especially in this day and age where, you know, you know, you can miss practice if you sneeze too hard. Right. Yeah. So but some people walk out and say, ah, it's raining. I may melt. I can't practice today. And if you're a vet, you're Taylor Lewan, okay, man, fine. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. If you're dang Jeremy McNichols, hey, man, right. I you're, I just got my thumb glued back on before practice, yeah. but I'm, you know, I'm going to be fine. I mean, McNichols may it. have to watch out for Sergeant. Uh, yeah. You see that? Well, the. The one thing, the sergeant. Got, I know, the sergeant. <laughs> Iowa. I know the sergeant will be marching in trying to get his job. So, uh, we're to Darrington Evans on the didn't practice list. Dang crux shake again. Hey man, that ain't good. Yeah, it, I, I, it, I think my leash should be like uh, one of these other safeties coming here. I'll be like, we gotta let you ride. He's too inconsistently in and out of the lineup of the last two years for sure of injuries, and and he has a world of talent. And by the way, Hooker has passed him. Because now he is the starter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Crookshank was here before him, uh, like the year or two before him. Yeah, this is this you're not living up to Bill. At this point in time, you should be fighting for that starting job. You're nowhere near that. And if not, if you're only a special teams guy, they're going to pay some guy 450 to do it who just yeah. got here. Yeah. It's, it's, watch out. Injury uh, <laughs> settlement is about to <laughs> I mean. You can't be that guy anymore. You can't. You don't have time to be injured. You just can't. You just got to find a way to get through it. But he's been injured. Availability, Mickey. There's no better ability than availability. Uh, NFL, man. What what did Frank Wycheck used to say? You can't make the club in the tub. Yeah. (laughs) Which made me laugh every time. And you know what's so funny? All the guys say that when we're sitting there in the cold tub. Yes. Yeah, he's sitting there like, shoot, man. Man, what's wrong with you? Why are you in the tub? Uh, for what? So I could practice tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I, I can't make the club if I don't get in the tub. It changes. <laughs> Tucker McCann didn't practice. Danico Autry, Matthias Farley missed again, and Jeff Swain. So they're just 
they literally have like a revolving door, and safety's just coming in and out of it every day. It and seems it's so like. hard to yeah. I mean, you got to pick up the scheming system. Yeah, and everybody's a little bit different, even on your alignment and what they ask for you to do, even if it's just a yard difference, whether it's depth, width. I mean, man. So I, I applaud those guys because they're they've been waiting, so they don't care anything about that. They're going full bore. I'm gonna learn the whole playbook, and you know. 24 to 48 hours. I'm about to ball. No doubt. Yeah, because they're about to no be. No doubt. The eye in the sky is about to show them come Saturday. Yeah. They're they going to be like, I just got to make sure I know what I'm doing. Be in the right place. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm off. Off the race. Boom. It's like a racehorse. All right. Jordan Dijani is a racehorse of knowledge uh, for CBS Sports <laughs> for the NFL. Really quickly, some notes I put together from different people who are at practice today. Lots of talk about Chester Rogers. He had a big day again. More Chester Rogers. my guy. Elijah Molden played, had a pick. Jack Rabbit had a pick. Amani Hooker had a pick. So three, at least, that I saw. Jayon Brown had a couple of PBUs on throws to Gronk and seven on seven. Jayon, the cover guy, showing up. Thicken went nine of ten on field goals. At this point, I would say, unless he just decides to swim the Cumberland or something, Thicken's probably got this job. You're not paying him much of anything. Well, I'm going to wait to see if McCann gets healthy first. Okay. I think they really want him to, to win the job. Yeah. And he looked. Can't make the, the club in the tub, though. And he's <laughs> injured, right? So he's injured. How, how quickly can your ankle heal and then you get out there and still be the guy you were before the injury? Because so. he looked good against Atlanta. He did. He looked like an NFL kicker. But so does Ficken. But, again, 9 of 10 today on field goals by various reports. Uh, I think even one of the Bucks reporters reported that. We, we want to know. I saw Farley in some – some one-on-ones versus Evans, and he looked pretty good. Yeah. I saw one PBU of him and Evans. Uh, oh, like, whoa. I mean, he, I didn't say it was perfect. You could do a little bit better at the line. on some technique, But, man, his catch-up and his his size definitely showed. And it's he against did a Evans. speed turn on one of them against A.B. I was like, whoa. I didn't learn that till I got to the, to the NFL. Well, and, again, you mentioned his size. The play where he's covering Evans, I, I want people to understand. Evans isn't a real person. He was created <laughs> in a lab. A he was a sophisticated <laughs> cyborg well, that was six, sent back six, in five time. Guy, basketball converted basketball player, but like all muscle, just yeah, freaky. Mm-hmm. Like he's thick, even. Yeah. He's not even skinny. He's a sophisticated cyborg who was sent back in time. And Farley doesn't look small next to him, uh-uh. like everybody else does. He showed up out here a couple of years ago, and they practiced with the Titans, and people look like his children. <laughs> Dudes that was standing next to him looked like his children. And Farley didn't, maybe a younger brother, but not his child. Well, I would say this. Farley looks like how the King Henry does to the other running backs on his own team. Okay. The DBs on Farley, on the Titans, look like they're shark because Farley's just that much taller. He's a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guy. And not small, not skinny, and not skinny legs. Corner. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Looks like what safeties used to look like. Yes, Joe does. does. Uh, Monty Rice helped off the field. Uh, we'll try to get an update on him as well. So one injury thing that I saw involving a tight when we come back though, we'll, uh, our weekly visit, all things NFL with Jordan Dijani of CBS sports. You do not want to miss it. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, pouring down rain in Nashville. Drive safe out there. Just yeah, take, stay safe. Yeah, take no your doubt. time. Yeah. yeah. 
Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry. Right. Slow down, Lucas. It's okay. You're going to be fine. It's not, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You know, people tell me I'm a bad driver, but I don't see it. Oh, I, I could see that. <laughs> I think you'd be inattentive. You're too busy. You got too many things going. I, I, I would think you'd be inattentive. That's probably a fair assessment, but I'm, oh. I'm going to stand by. I don't see it. Oh, man. I, you know what? I think you're a person that thinks a mile a minute, and you're thinking about 50 billion things, and you can slip up and really just be just driving, not really paying attention to a lot of things that's going on around you. That collision warning comes in clutch, though. That car goes nuts when I'm getting close to someone. Yeah, my truck is so old, there ain't no warning of anything. Oh, you don't have a I mean, warning on your No, it tells me when I need an oil change. I can't believe that light still works. <laughs> No, man, I got the warning. It, it definitely, I can't even go out of in my car. I can't even go out of my lane just a little bit. That thing will go, and it'll pull me back. Dude, I've had my truck so long, it's like my third child. Hey, man, I, I like your truck, though. It, it, it looks like it's the, like that Tonka truck. Like, nothing can break it. The body, the outside of it looks awesome. Well, my daughter might be driving it some, so let's hope been, it's unbreakable. I haven't been in the inside, but <laughs> in well, a long time. It is low on, uh, on uh, uh, always technology, read. let's say that. Oh, well, you can always put in technology. Well, maybe I'll do that. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Uh, Jordan Dejani joins us. You're a Nashville guy, right? I will just tell you, Jordan, be careful driving around because Lucas will be out there in a few minutes. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, okay, good to know. Now I know not to go to the gym, stay off the highways if Lucas is on the road. Hey, I just want to get sentimental for a second. Blaine knows that I'm just a sentimental old fool, so I wanted <laughs> – I wanted to just get sentimental with you for a second. When you remember the Tebow era, what's like? What's going to be the thing you remember most? What are you going to carry with you of this era? Oh my! Oh man! Yeah, it, it was definitely a moment in time that I'm not going to forget anytime soon. There's no doubt about that. I'll never forget that his jerseys were once on the top of sales at NFL.com. Uh, I will. I will never forget the fact that. Urban Meyer told his front office that there was a legitimate chance that Tebow would be able to come in and help this team win. Um, there's a lot of things to take away from this. But, yeah, unfortunately, his first preseason showing was, was not a good one. He had a couple of block attempts that went viral. So it's always sad to see an era like this come to an end, but it's probably best for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jordan Dejani covers the NFL for CBS Sports. He's going to join us all the time now. We're, just, we're looking forward to it every week right here on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm going to just stay with the Tebow real quick. Though. Do you think this affects his legacy uh, and maybe more so as an athlete because he, he didn't make it in baseball, which I thought he was. I was a guy out there cheering for him. I'm a big Tebow guy, uh, but I didn't think he was going to do very well here in the NFL naturally, and he didn't. Uh, but do you think people are going to view his legacy differently or more so he gave a huge effort and he didn't care about failing? Yeah, this is a really good question. And my answer to your question is no. I don't think it's going to affect his legacy. And the only reason is because this stint with the Jaguars was so short-lived. I mean, he only lasted one preseason game. I, I mean, I, I was very surprised that he was cut at this point in time. I thought that Urban Meyer might want to give him two or maybe even three preseason games before he started considering cutting down his tight end room and cutting one of his best friends, basically. So it was so short-lived that, you know, it'll be a funny joke to go back to. And if there's ever a big roast of Tim Tebow, I'm sure it'll be brought up. But in terms of his legacy as and what he brought to the game of football, especially at the college level, obviously, uh, no, I, I don't think that this is going to affect it in a negative way. Well, speaking of funny, and it's probably not a joke, but is the Washington football team going to stay the WFT team? Or are they going to really get a name here here pretty soon, like next season or something, and they're going to announce it during the season this year? What, what are they going to do? Are they going to stick with it? What, 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 do you know anything about this? 
See, so I'm actually glad you brought this up. I used to work somewhat on the Washington quote-unquote beat for uh, 247sports.com, and uh, the Washington, formerly known as the Redskins, are like my family's favorite team. I have a lot of family in D.C., so they have, I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for this team. Now, I believe they should stay the Washington football team. Um, I think a lot of people think it's a joke, but at the same time, it's kind of pushing back against the league, right? They made – well, they didn't make them, but they chose to change their name because of a lot of outside pressure. So the people who missed that, you know, Redskins name, keeping them as the Washington football team means that they don't have to necessarily rename themselves, right? They just took, they just, they just gave up on their name, but they're not choosing and adopting another name. So we saw, we saw a report come out this week that they have chosen, that they have three names left on the table that they're considering adopting. Here's my theory. I think one of them could potentially be the Washington football team. One of those three options could just be to stay with what they have. And, you know, it's very interesting because I don't know when they plan on putting this new name into effect, but let's say it's after this season. What if the Washington football team has a great season? What if they win the NFC East again? What if they win a playoff game? What if they win a little bit more? Uh, I think that'd be more reason to keep the Washington football team. And honestly, as, as a fan, I think that's what I would choose to do. No doubt about it. I do want them to pick Red Wolves just so they'll have to pay Arkansas <laughs> State royalties because they will. Trademarked. I'm, I'm rooting for Red Wolves for a cash influx for my college. Oh, Sorry man. I had to put that in there. Yeah, he's an Arkansas State guy for life. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. Man. Well, one more thing, uh, Jordan, uh, before I pass it back to my cohort there, Mickey Ryan, and, and that is uh, <laughs> I saw Josh Rosen got released and i just feel so bad for him because he's like been on what what four teams and five i don't know how many teams i don't know maybe five teams but let's say if you're critiquing him what are his strengths and weaknesses and why is he not sticking is that somebody maybe the titans should consider like bringing in to compete with woodside as well as uh barkley yeah i feel really bad for this kid i think what four teams now cardinals dolphins buccaneers and 49ers he's on the practice squad for the buccaneers didn't get to dress for them. But I feel really bad for this kid because his first two years when he was actually playing football, he was on two of the worst teams in the NFL. He wasn't getting much help with the Cardinals. If you remember, that entire Cardinals coaching staff was fired after just one year. That's how abysmal they were. And then he went to the Dolphins, and, we, and at the beginning of that 2019 season in Miami, we thought the Dolphins were pulling off the most obnoxious and absurd uh, – what was the word, tank of all time in the NFL. That's how bad they were at the beginning of the 2019 season. He and I think it was Fitzpatrick were splitting time. I always feel like Josh Rosen didn't get much of a chance. I feel like he's somebody who, if I was any NFL team, I would like to stash on my practice squad um, and have him try to develop. Now, I say that, but I, I would not want him to bring him in and make him compete with Logan Woodside. I would definitely rather have Logan Woodside at this point in time. But I don't think Josh Rosen has gotten necessarily a fair shake in the NFL compared to some of his counterparts. Uh, he's a guy that I would like to stash on a practice squad and check out for myself. We're on with uh, Jordan uh, Dejani, NFL writer for CBS Sports and CBS uh, Sports Radio. Hey, this taunting rule emphasis, you think about this. It's a billion-dollar league, and they got – it's not like they don't have their share of problems. And it's like, you know what? Let's legislate enthusiasm out of the game. How in the world did we get here with that, Jordan? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. So from what John Morrow said with the New York Giants, you know, he's, he's been on that part of that board that makes these decisions when it comes to penalties and rules on the field. And 
he said that, you know, this is an issue that they've been looking at for years and, and they get annoyed when they see celebrations, basically. It's kind of like the old man shaking his fist at the cloud, in my opinion. But, I mean, we saw a lot of flack from the players on social media yesterday, you know, saying that this was corny, uh, that this was something that they thought was dumb, like you mentioned, they're taking the enthusiasm out of the game. I think that, you know, le- allowing players to have that kind of swagger to a degree, mind you. I don't. We, I know, I think we all can do um, go between what's taunting and what's going over the line. I think we can all understand that. Um, I think that players can be able to, you know, have enough swag and, and celebrate the way they want to. So I don't like that the NFL is coming down harder on this. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the regular season because we've already seen a couple of case studies in the preseason of players get flagged for taunting. And the one against the that happened in the Panthers and Colts game, I think everybody took exception to. So hopefully the NFL is more open to um, these these examples and trying to adjust on the fly with what they consider to be over-the-line taunting and what they don't. Um, but it's going to be something that I think everyone has eyes on as we move into the regular season. Well, all due respect to John Mara, and I'm no spring chicken myself. I'm not as old as he is. But, <laughs> but, but you think Oregon calls, you know, somebody who's almost 70 years old and goes, hey, you think we should cut back on some of this uniform swag? Yes, I do. Well, then we're going to do – no. Dude, you got to, you got to keep it moving, and, and and I'm you know again no spring chicken myself, but nobody was watching NFL games. Watch a some guy who's getting his one moment in the sun in the NFL carry seven guys for eight yards and get up and just like flex like yes, and then get flagged and thought yeah that's that's the right thing that should happen. I mean, I get it, but of all the ways to skew older instead of younger, this one I just I. I I'll never understand this. And hopefully throughout the year they realize this was a mistake and they just kind of stop throwing flags for stupid stuff and then it never gets talked about again. Right, right. That's such a good point. And you know what's funny is we thought the NFL was being more open was being becoming more open up and uh and, and trying to cater to the, some of the younger fan base. We saw them pull back on the penalty flags when it came to celebrations for scores. You know, we thought we were going in the right direction with this stuff. This seems kind of like a step backwards. But like you said, I think it's very possible because they've already received some negative feedback for their ruling. And we've had one preseason week, and we've already seen two or three penalties when it comes to this. Hopefully they can be more open to adjusting with what they rule as worth the penalty flag and what's not worth the penalty flag. Yeah, No doubt. Jordan Najani, our guest, CBS Sports NFL coverage. Well, Jordan, I watched the – Indianapolis Colts and Jacob Easton and Ellinger, and they look freaking pretty good. I know it's preseason, but I'm just talking to the Titans fans. I want to hear what you think. Man, they, they look like they could hold the fort, uh, at least Easton, uh, for the first uh, game or, or two before they play the Titans. What did you see out there? I didn't go and break down the video and everything, but they look very comfortable throwing the football. Yeah, Blaine, I'm glad you brought this up, man. I thought this was one of the more underrated storylines of the preseason, and I think it's because this was the final game that took place in the opening week, took place on Sunday at noon central time, I think. I was watching this game and doing some live blog stuff for CBS Sports. I was very impressed with Jacob Eason. 15 to 21, 183 yards, but what really stood out, and I remember talking to, I think it was Chris Trapasso, one of my colleagues at CBS, he tweeted that Jacob Beeson has a top five arm in the NFL just when it comes to strength. And I thought we saw that on full display. He was throwing the ball so hard that his receivers, like 20 yards downfield, were having a tough time bringing it in. So he has that NFL arm talent. I was impressed with what he did. 
Now enter Sam Ellinger. This was fascinating. When he came in in the second half, I thought he was going to be – I thought he was almost like a – I don't want to use the word I want to use, but he was not doing well. He threw an interception on one of the first drives. It looked like the Colts were definitely going to lose this game, and all of a sudden he finds this rhythm. Oh. He connected with one of his former college teammates like 47 yards down the field. Then he completed this great one-handed catch by one of his teammates that set up what ended up being the game or all the game time touchdown. He went 10 of 15 for 155 yards through that pick that I mentioned. But man, when he found a rhythm against this defense, mm-hmm. it was something special to see. So. I mean, I'm not going to overreact and say that these guys, you know, can be the future of the Colts. But at the same time, I think that the Colts definitely have a legitimate backup quarterback battle on their hands. And I'm excited to watch these two kids in week two. Yeah, me too, man. I'm glad uh, you saw what I saw in a little more in detail uh, there for sure. Well, since we're on the quarterbacks there, Jordan, let's talk about uh, all these first-round quarterbacks and who's actually going to pull off being a starter week one, if any of them. Yeah, so I, I was on CBS Sports Radio this weekend, and I was given a line of two and a half. There's five quarterbacks that were taken in that okay. first round. Two and a half, would you go over-under? And I decided to go on the under. I'm, I'm going to be conservative here because we know that Trevor Lawrence is going to start. We know that Zach Wilson is going to start. I don't know if we're going to get that third quarterback to start when it comes week one of the regular season. I think we should. I think four quarterbacks probably should be starting that were taken in the first round, but I don't think we're going to see that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we, I could take too much away from the uh, performances of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. They only played a couple of drives. They did what they needed to do. They had a couple of good throws, a couple of bad throws. I had more an eye on guys like Mac Jones, uh, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. And a lot of people want to talk about Justin Fields. He had a great showing. I mean, he had one touchdown through the air, one touchdown on the ground. I think he really adds something to this offense. He's exciting. He wants to make the big play. And I don't think that's exactly where Andy Dalton is at this point in his career. Justin Fields would be a rookie quarterback that I would strongly consider starting. Uh, I hope Matt Nagy is paying attention in the preseason. I, w- I really do wonder what his game plan is because as we talked about on your show before, this could be something that saves his job. But another guy I want to bring up is Mac Jones. A lot of people aren't talking about Mac Jones and his performance. They didn't think they really saw anything. Mm. But I was watching that game, and I was actually very impressed. 13-19, 87 yards. He's not going to light up the box score. But in my mind, he looked very comfortable. He looked poised. He had a really good deep ball down the left side of the field. That was almost 50 yards in the air. The receiver wasn't able to connect because of the A-plus coverage. But he couldn't have placed the ball any better. And that was probably his fourth throw of the game. Um, the other thing that people keep bringing up is that viral tweet between that stat between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Average depth of target, Mac Jones had 7.6 yards compared to Cam Newton's 0.7 yards. So I talked about Justin Fields adding something to an offense. I think Mac Jones can do that for the Patriots. So I was very impressed with what I saw him do in week one of the preseason. A lot of that has to do with that I'm out on Cam Newton. So keep an eye on the Patriots moving forward because – if we do see a third quarterback or a third rookie quarterback start in week one, my money is that it's going to be Mac Jones for the New England Patriots. Man, Jordan, I'm right there with you. And I, I think you can then use, uh, we can give the term uh, Cam Newton as kind of the gadget guy that comes in and can run the football as well as throw the football. But I'm all in on Mac Jones after what I saw, just like you did. I, I guess lastly for me, what, talking about quarterbacks, these are not young quarterbacks, but guys who are now trying to be the starter. And that is who's going to win the job between – Winston and Hill with the Saints. Ooh. And that's Jameis Winston. That's Tyson Hill. 
Yep, that's a great question. And I, I was definitely watching this game because of the, the legitimate quarterback battle like you brought up. And what's really interesting is that Taysom Hill got the start. I, I assume Janus probably gets to start week two. But, man, Taysom Hill struggled. He went 8 of 12, 81 yards, threw a pick. The first two drives, the Saints turned the ball over. One was a fumble and one was a Taysom Hill pick. He had two other passes that I thought, it sh- I thought should have been intercepted. In fact, all three Saints quarterbacks threw an interception, which was kind of gross. New Orleans turned the ball over six times against the Baltimore Ravens and still only lost by three points. So that was a pretty fascinating game. Now, I've always maintained that Jameis Winston is going to win this job, and that's for two reasons. One, he has, ex- he has extended experience as a starter. He once led the NFL in passing yards. He was number two in passing touchdowns. That experience, obviously, is a good thing. But number two, uh, Sean Payton likes to use Taysom Hill as a gadget player. You can't use Taysom Hill as a guy blocking punts, as a wide receiver, and as a running back if he's playing and starting quarterback, right? So that's why I think Jameis Winston is going to have um, the job in his hands when it comes week one. Well, with uh, Jordan Dejani, NFL writer for CBS Sports. All right, one more quick one on the way out. Bills fans waited forever. Those are the most passionate people. They kill themselves jumping through tables. They waited for the team to get good. The team got good again, and immediately things are getting super contentious about the stadium. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. And, you know, we, we talked earlier about, you know, them allegedly threatening to move to whatever it was, Texas or something like that. Now they're talking about, like, the renovation not being a viable option. Uh, it's coming up on its, like, 50-year anniversary or something like that. It's, it's, a, it's a stadium that definitely needs some of those renovations. And you see it on TV. It's one that could definitely use some facelifting, if you will. But, you know, I still think that they're going to be able to find and come to terms and be able to come to a deal to keep this stadium here exactly where it is. I don't know if they're going to build a new one or if they're just going to add some renovations. I'm sure two, the two sides can come together and come to a reasonable conclusion. Because like you said, I think it helps a lot that this team has found some success on the field. So that's got to be a good thing. Um, but I'm not overreacting too much just yet. I think that they'll be able to come to terms on a deal. All right. No overreactions here. Jordan Najani at Jordan Najani CBS Sports. Covering the NFL. Thank you, man. Look forward to uh, catching up with you next week, brother. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, sir. We'll catch up to Jordan uh, Wednesdays throughout the football season. Get all the latest as he covers the NFL for CBS Sports. All right. Tom Brady got picked off not once, not twice, three times a day by the Titans defense. What did he say about the Titans defense after practice? Our man Lucas has collected the audio. You will hear from the GOAT next as we get ready to wrap up Blaine and Mickey. I didn't know that was his soul. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, final segment of this Blaine and Mickey program through HL coming up next. Uh, be safe out there. It's raining pretty heavy. Titans and Bucks got at it this morning. Day one of two days of practice. We'll hear from Tom Brady in just a second, but uh, a really busy time in the chat for us. We appreciate everybody on Zone TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Caden had asked this, Blaine, what do you want to – he says, what do you want to hear? I'm not sure. But he says, what should we expect from the secondary in these joint practices? Which they had a, a decent day today. I know they gave up some ground, but they also picked off Tom Brady three times. Yeah, you know what? I, I Actually, uh, we're hearing what we're, you know, what I expect. And from a young secondary uh, outside of Jackrabbit uh, and Bayard, I think uh, you want to see that they're playing with confidence, uh, that they believe that they belong and that they can compete against some 
potentially Hall of Fame guys to Pro Bowl guys to All Pro guys. I mean, they're getting some good work out there from from Evans, AB, and the list goes on. Godwin. I mean, these guys are elite right. receivers in this league. Uh, so that's exciting to hear. Even when I was uh, seeing some of the tweets on the one on ones uh, by some of the guys. Uh, even the young guys, uh, you know, Christian Fulton was out there making some plays. I think he got a penalty, too, with holding on one of them. But these guys are playing aggressive natured, and are, you know, they're not scared of the moment. So that's exactly what I want to hear. And they're going to challenge them. They're going to compete. And uh, I think the coaches had a conversation that we're out here for this is a business transaction, yep. which I thought they would. I didn't think anything was going to happen crazy uh, today or tomorrow unless somebody does something egregious to someone. Uh, but I'm sure the conversation was we're out here to work. There will be no fighting. Anybody fight, you probably will get fined and sent in. And that's how you get everybody's notice. Nobody wants to give up anything out of their pocketbook. Uh, so, yeah, I liked how they went about their their business. And I'm sure some people got smashed. I'm sure some people got upset at times. It always is going to happen. Guys are out there competing. You're talking about grown men are competing for their lives. Yep. And I, th- I don't think people really understand, like, you're competing for your livelihood. This is it. You know, most guys go, well, where am I going from here if I don't make it here? Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to be in that situation. And I'm talking about even veteran guys. You know, the, the, like these safeties we picked up. Like these guys are like, nah, man, this is my moment. So I could see a guy like that. Oh, let A.B. come across the middle. Let me catch him slipping. I'm about to make a name for myself yeah. right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I, I always try to tell people these are like, just imagine if you went to work, whatever you do, I don't care what it is, and a busload of people showed up, and like five guys did the exact same thing you did, and they were going to try to take your job that day. Yep. And, and, and everybody's watching you. So everybody's thing, watching. You know, you, in the office setting, everybody's sitting there, let's compete, let's see who can finish the job. Right. The fastest and most efficient and the best. Right. And you just go at Every it. Every time. But imagine the office was outside, and it was 103 degrees. Because that's, you know, it's hotter than crap in Tampa right now. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's hot everywhere right now. Just, <laughs> we can say the degrees high, the humidity is high. I mean, at this point, I don't know. I don't think it's an advantage. Uh, it's hot wherever yes. you're at at this point. Is it hotter in some places? Yeah. But uh, that shouldn't have been a factor. It, for me, When I, as I got older, it, it was all about I want hot. Mm-hmm. You know why I want hot? Oh, I keep these old muscles revving up. Oh, yeah. They nice and loose and lathered up. They not. They, <laughs> there's no tightness going on anywhere. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the heat. Tom Brady, he loves the heat. Uh, he got some heat from the Titans defense today. He also gave, well, apparently he had a real nice streak uh, where he completed a bunch at one point as well. Uh, but uh, Titans defense with three picks off of Brady. He talked about the challenges facing the Titans defense in this joint practice. Uh, pretty good. The challenging, obviously, are very good fundamentals. You know, they play their help all the time. Very stout in the run game. Um, they try to confuse you uh, in the secondary. It's a really good job of that today a few times. So, uh, obviously, one of the one of the better defenses always in the league. And, um, what did he say there at the end? I couldn't actually hear him all the way at the end there. You, did you hear him, Lucas? No, something about I don't think I don't think he th- thought he had a great day. Oh, okay. That's that when everybody started laughing. With it. Yeah. yeah, we we talked about that. Are the, you think those are fake laughs or real laughs? 
Oh, it's oh. Tom Brady. People are definitely laughing to make like yeah. <laughs> you got it, Tom. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you're the best. Oh man, please. Not everything you do, Tom, is great. It's great. Stop. He's great on Stop Twitter. That. He's Stop great that. at going in the wrong house and he's practicing like, in the wrong park. Yep, he's he's laughing to the bank right now. <laughs> I got him again, honey. <laughs> I mean, Giselle. That dude. Uh, well, they always said she made more money than him as a supermodel. So yeah, easily. She still does. So, you know, why don't they just throwing their money into the same account and just watching it multiply. It's never aging. In Brazil, Tom Brady is Giselle's husband. Oh, listen to the Yeah, well that it what right right here in Tennessee he is Tom Brady is Giselle's husband. Right <laughs> in the studio. Every, that's universal Lucas for anybody yeah. who sees Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she like doubles his salary per year or oh, something yeah. like that. Easily. It is crazy. Is she where does she cause Lucas, if if you're new to the show, Lucas Panzica uh, has Brazilian heritage. Where does she rank in Brazil next to like soccer stars, superstars? Is she right up there with them? Oh yeah, I mean she's you're seeing her in uh, commercials, you know, uh, shampoo commercials, anything. I mean she's like Jennifer Lopez or something down there. Oh, she got the wings on. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if she, she's like go easy breezy beautiful, but but where you can't go far without seeing her on like a billboard or something somewhere. Really? Yeah. Put that Sometimes money away. I dream. I was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put our wings on. We got to fly out of here. 3HL coming up next. Titans Amy is going to join us tomorrow. We're going to get firsthand account of what's going on in Tampa. Also, Doug Matthews with the latest with the Tennessee Vols. Coach Matthews, always love catching up with him, too. That's it, man. Two hours. Once again, it's all over. And it stopped Bye-bye. raining. We'll just drive home. Yeah, good. We saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. And now we see the great Blaine and Mickey finish up on hump day. And as always, stay safe and peace. Watch out for Lucas on the roads.